Come on a journey with me, Brie Lawrenson, where we talk about the stories behind the scenes in the music industry. Grab a drink or four. This is your front row ticket in to The Distillery with me, Brie. Episode two of The Distillery with Brie Lawrenson. Attic Tea coming back at you for episode number two. Brie, how did you like your first episode? I thought it was so fun. And I think that it's a a wonderful way for me to be able to document all of the things that I've been through um, so that people get more of an in-depth, more personal look at my life and like how I feel about things. And they get to know the stories, right? Yeah. and, And you know what? Mostly... It's when I think about, I want, I want Zane to know like all the yeah. things that like yeah. my, my little boy, our yeah. little boy, our little to boy. know yeah. <laughs> the things that I've been through and that it's okay to like try really hard to do something that you love, you know, yeah it, it, it's that you should always want to achieve your dreams. Yeah. I want him to know that like you, it, it's okay to try really hard, you know, so this so is overall, awesome. you liked it. <laughs> <laughs> it's also, you know, it's also very like therapeutic for me because yeah. I feel like, you know, mm. you when you say, when you actually say what you're thinking and express, that's yeah. that's when it when you can actually like learn from the the things you've been through and the lessons and heal too. So it's like therapy. I love it. And the the other thing too is is. In a lot of your shows and a lot of your like TikToks and Instagrams, you post these little snippets and these little stories, yeah. you know, of this happening in your career and that happening in your career. And now it's just like you have a platform to literally lay out your full story. Yeah. So people aren't having to piece it together, which is kind of cool too, right? It's really, it's really great to just have the whole story, you know, there at their fingertips. If yeah. They, if they want to know a little bit more about Brie Lawrenson, then. Then tune into the distillery every it. week. <laughs> the deep down dirty. <laughs> Okay, well, come on, relax there. (laughs) God, we are married. Um, What are we talking about today, then? So, I think this the one story that uh, I've been wanting to tell and that I sometimes forget about is the time that I got to record with Elton, one of Elton John's producers. So the Elton John, the The Sir Elton John. John. Sorry, Sir Elton John. (laughs) Sir Elton John. Yes. Um, now, do we yeah. have to keep calling him sir? Or? No, okay. <laughs> is why I, I don't know how it works. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was, and I guess I just I always forget about the story uh, because it was like I was eighteen. So okay, so let's let's start. So I'm definitely not eighteen. Anymore. You're <laughs> so you're eighteen now. Where are you at this point in your career? Because we were just wanted yeah. to give a little bit of context as to kind of who you're working with. Uh, whether it be some sort of label or whatever the case is. So where where are you at this point? Yeah, so I at 18, well, I actually signed my first record deal with an independent label um, in the Ottawa Valley when I was 15. Um, and so this was well into that relationship. And okay, we, so, so it's the same independent label that you signed with at 15? Yeah. Three years later, you're still with them? Yeah. Okay, and what album? How many albums have you kind of? Released I think it at this was point? probably at this point my. So we did a three albums. So, so we in were three years, you did three one. albums. Yeah. Oh, three or four been... years. So I was like, so wait, I was fifteen. Yeah. 
And that's when I recorded my first album called Live No Lies. And it had yeah. four songs on it. Just four. So it's like okay. a, it was like okay. a, was a good, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I was 15 and then um, we had a big CD release party and we ha- we did a music video. Okay, my second album, I was like 16 or 17. 17, yeah. And then we did an, like a full second album. And then okay. we decided to um, do another one with a few different versions of different songs and stuff. And this is where this producer comes in. And this is where in. we got to, yeah, to okay. work with him. Okay. And, and how, to, so how was that connection made then? Do you? I know. It was so weird. We met him, actually. We met him over MySpace. What? Remember my, who out there remembers MySpace? Okay. <laughs> this uh, funny story, side note, about MySpace. Yeah. So when, when MySpace was a big thing, I was like oh, was, 16. Yeah. And um, I had some pretty awesome people working behind the scenes for me. And one of the guys just was amazing at IT. And he figured out how to make me the number one artist on MySpace. And then MySpace like told him that he wasn't allowed to do that crazy and they actually took it down and i was like for i was like he figured out how to crack the code to get me to number one in myspace up above avril Levine at that time and, and you I were was, 15 and i was 16 probably uh, 50, 50 and avril Levine was singing what what song at this point it's complicated <laughs> yeah <laughs> why you gotta go make things so complicated yeah i loved avril Levine. i know so anyway bad. yeah so that's my cool little story about myspace i basically Hacked it and broke it. No, I didn't. But bring <laughs> Lawrence and the hacker here. Yeah. That's, I'm that's also a hacker story. on the side. <laughs> okay, so we are. So you're 18. So you made this connection through MySpace. So you guys reached out, I guess. You and your independent yeah, label so at that time reached out. Because I was so young, I didn't have the main access to the account. Like mm. it wasn't me that anyone was talking to. It was my team. So I don't remember exactly how, like if he reached out to us or not. I feel like I feel like it was a mutual connection on on MySpace and and we started talking to him. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um and going back and forth, knowing that he he was a top producer in his day, like he worked at um uh you know, that, that big studio in England, Abbey Road, I, I believe. Okay. Anyway, we went there and we saw it and um, he brought us. So you went there the in England. You went there to record. That was the first time you saw it or you went there once and they came back then like went back to record. So uh, I only went there um, once, once yeah. on that venture. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know you've <laughs> But yeah, so, so I only recorded in UK one time and i i recorded four songs when i was there and it was in a little sto- a little town it, they call it a pottery town so they there was a huge pottery factory like right beside our studio like making like, like pottery. pottery like is that plant like plants? no like, pottery you, do you know what pottery is yeah like bowls <laughs> and stuff yes like yeah, that okay yeah <laughs> okay okay um and anyways the studio is pottery. called Bris- <laughs> prism studios Okay. Um, and it was in a town called Stoke-on-Trent. And uh, it was like a different world over there. So you went down there and they set you up with a nice hotel close yep. to the, yeah. Well, I mean, we, so we were acting as a label. So we paid, we paid for 
for a lot of things, right? Did you guys have like a suite room. when you went? Like, I had my own room. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Was it a room or was it a suite? Uh, I think it was a room. It was just but a in room. a suite. What was there a suite at all, or was it all just like you guys all had rooms? No, we all had our our own rooms at a hotel. Well, I'm just I'm just saying, like labels sometimes will put their bands up in suites. I just wasn't sure if they like gave you like a kitchen, like a living room, and a second bedroom. Yeah, I had not made the label any money at this point. Okay, gotcha. (laughs) So they're just giving you a room at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you did that. So when you got there, I guess they. Did he meet you at the airport? Or you guys just met him right at the studio. I think he no he he picked us up at the airport. And a funny other little side story is that like I got hit by a car when you day. were there. <laughs> yeah. Well, hold on. Okay. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's go. Is it this happened like when you like? <laughs> it happened because so we were trying to okay the the roads compared to the roads here the they're, roads I hear the they're UK, smaller. They're so small, and, and I know they go like the different directions, but I hear like they're very like even. Yeah. Like, you can't even walk when there's people driving? That's like, what happened to me. Because they dr- they drive so close to the curb to, or... to each other yeah. and the curb. There isn't really a curb. And um, so, like, my whole my whole uh, elbow was knocked. And knocked, and I, it went, like, <laughs> and, um And my producer was like, oh, my God, your mom's going to kill me. Are you okay? <laughs> That's the greatest line ever. <laughs> and um, I was like, I think I'm fine. But, like, that was really weird. So, sorry, you said you hit your, like, elbow? Yeah, it hit. So, the so the side mirror of the car, like, yeah. on the passenger side. Hit your elbow. It hit my elbow as it was driving and then were by. You like, That's Whoa. how close they are. That's how close they are. No, That's I didn't. Insane. It didn't, I guess, hit me hard enough to damage anything. But my arm went flying, and I was like, what? <laughs> what was that? And was this your first day there? Uh, first or second. That's we were crazy. walking in a, down in a little uh, town called Cookham, and that's where Stu Epps lived in a nice little... And that's the name of the producer, <laughs> right? And that's the name yeah, of so the Stu producer Epps that we worked with. Yeah, so Stu is one of producers. Okay. Yeah, and he did four songs on my own. Shout out to Stu. Yeah, it was an awesome experience because... I got to go over to England and like experience a whole new world that I'd never been in before. So, okay. So let's talk about these four songs. Mm-hmm. So did you write these songs? Yeah. I, I, I wrote a main poor main part of that whole album. I've, I've always been your right, own the writer, writer basically. On but yeah, songs, I yeah. could collaborate with other yeah. people as well. So what were the four songs? Now this is a good question because I haven't even thought of those songs. In a long time. I know. We don't like, really go with script or anything when huge, we do these podcasts. So. I feel like it's just, there's so many songs that I've, you know, gone through in my life. So one of them is called Tension in Me. Now, if somebody wants to find this, is it on your YouTube or is it? You can, you could get it. It might be on your YouTube somewhere. I don't know. Because I don't think it's on your Spotify or anything. It's not on Spotify. No. This is these, behind like, the these scenes. Albums were, yeah, these albums were done before there was spotify before yeah. there was youtube before yeah. before yes there was a world before, before there that, was napster yes. and yes. then the whole music Kazaa, industry died yeah. And, yeah. um that's that's how now I'm, I'm just like dating myself i'm aging myself really <laughs> it's how old as i am anyways <laughs> so um you're doing this and sorry so okay so you're down there and then you don't remember the name of the songs Okay, tension 
And then the, 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 oh no, I'd have to look at the back of the CD. Well, yeah, well, we don't have that very handy right now. So. Well, it's it's somewhere upstairs. Yeah. I've got one, but. <laughs> we'll put it in the credits, maybe. Um, so how, how what what role does a producer play, basically? So what's, you know, what's what's the prestige behinding, behind having Stu Epps produce yeah. these four songs for you? Well, that's. Because, I mean, there's, there's, I'm sure there's so much that. He, did he tell you Elton John's stories? Did you guys kind of talk a little bit about that? So. I mean, because I was, like, so young, I wasn't, like, a lot interested in, in like, talking about Elton John. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> that sucks. But my producer at the time, he really, um, he loved talking to Stu. And um, I would just basically be listening and um, in the car they they drove us well he drove us all the way to Stoke on Trent which was like 2 hours from where we were staying and um like the 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 clout i guess is like the word um to to have your name associated associated with someone yeah. who has the clout like that yeah yeah in the industry in the music business just like in any business that's like priceless right yeah um it's like it's like the same thing as me saying my producer was all I almost worked with Martina McBride's producer. That's so, another story for another Which is podcast. another story. <laughs> yeah. Um and then I learned a lot about the music industry then. Yeah. Um but yeah, so I was 18 and I mean knowing that this guy was like f from an era and worked with a guy that was that is amazing, incredible. I of knew course. all the songs. Yeah. Um, I was really excited, but I was, you know, I was really protected. And um, what do you mean protected? Protected mean like it was always, you know, me and my producer and 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 Stu and the uh, vocal engineer. Like we were always we were together working on it as a team because, you know, I was still kind of a teenager, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I had a lot of my own ideas. I had a lot of my own thoughts and, did, was, and lyrics. Was, and was he kind he of receptive was, he to was all great. that? Great. Yeah, we worked yeah, together. We write awesome. together, and uh, he did some really wicked uh, tambourine. Oh, <laughs> did he play the tambourine on your on one of the songs? Oh, really? Did, yeah. Well, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, it was really neat to see how he worked in the studio. So how and how did he work in the studio? So I mean, you would kind of. Um, you know, sing a song a certain way, mm -hmm. and then would he like add words at the end, or was he like trying in a different type of pitch? Or he, so what? What the producer does and what he did a lot. He was really directional, so he they just direct you on how to phrase things, or even so they kind of by, by phrase. Do you mean rewrite? Not rewrite the song. No, just meaning like rephrasing sentences and stuff. Oh, okay. Like okay. like the way that you're singing them, letting them roll okay. off the tongue, that kind of thing. Um, and then he would kind of direct me on what 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 runs to sing, when I could kind of do a little bit of gymnastic, vocal gymnastics mm. and stuff here and there. But yeah, it was a really awesome time because because I was so involved in like what I wanted the song to be about. And you and, you must have loved that being an eighteen year old and kind of yeah, you know, feeling like you're running your yeah, own nobody team told me and what show. to do. Nobody yeah. like they treated me like I was um a star. 
and that I had something to give that I had that I had a voice in it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the way that that's probably why he he worked with Elton John. I mean, he's the best of the best. You have to be a person. You have to understand someone personally when you work with them in a room like mm-hmm. especially when you're just like meeting them for the first few times and then you're you're talking about songs and all of a sudden you're like pouring your heart and soul out to this person that you've just met yeah he's so-and-so's producer from the 70s he's elton john's producer from the 70s but he's also just like a human being a human a human yeah. and you're connecting that, you, know, yeah. you know is like-minded as yeah. you know like me so yeah. Now, did you? It was this in the studio, the same as Elton John. Like Elton John also no, came to the studio. We no, I never got to meet Elton John. Um, I no, no, sorry, but is this the same studio that Elton John recorded in? No. Oh no. Okay. okay. Abbey Abbey Road or. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, we we went for we went for a look at that studio though. It was really awesome. Is it? Is it just his plaques everywhere, like gold and? Yeah, yeah. basically, yeah, gold records and. Um, yeah, it was really cool and it was a great experience because I was still so young and it was, my world was changing and, um, I didn't know what was going to happen, but I always had such a positive outlook on my career. It's like the first, so it's like you're 15 and you get, you get your first job, but it's a job that you love and you actually get paid to do it kind of thing. It's like, I you were living a like rock a star's fucking dream. Let's, let's yeah. be realistic here. Like I had you were a living like you're, you're career a rock star. by the time I was 15. Yeah. And I was just still in high school and, um, traveling on the weekends to sing everywhere. Gagan. Yeah. With, uh, so you were there f- four days. You yeah. were there four days. How and how long were you days. in the studio for? Uh, we had like a few full days, you, and like I remember two or three days. I don't know, babe. No. Like, say, let's say three days. Three days. Like, <laughs> I mean, I was eighteen. I don't really well, remember. We're just put context to the story here. <laughs> I don't really remember exactly yeah. how many days it was. Okay, that's all right. Um, but I remember going to this store across the street with like and it had like really good sandwiches was it a convenience store or something yeah it was like a convenience (laughs) store because like during the day um Stu would be like are you guys hungry like let's get lunch he's like I can tell that you're hungry because you know why I can tell because you you, when you're hungry you always put your your hands on your mouth like you always start going (laughs) sad putting your hands that's weird I know, and that always that's strange observations too. This day, (laughs) I'm like, really, and then I and then I started kind of thinking, do I? And then I noticed that I actually do. So when you get hungry, you just put your I just like start touching like around my mouth and my my lips. It's so weird, but I I mean, I'm just that's me, I guess. Now I'm gonna have to look for it every time. (laughs) (laughs) Touching your face, you're living all these stories that I've never told you. I know that's crazy. But I always remember that because I thought it was funny. But like he was really getting to know me, you know, and yeah, that's what that yeah. whole process is. Well, that's and that's how you know even even this like the song "Guts and God," mm-hmm. right? You you wrote with somebody down in Nashville, yeah, and you sat there and you met this person for the very first time, yeah, and you guys were just getting to know each other and kind of sharing personal stories, right? Very, and then look at the song that came out of it, like yeah. But, and that's like whole, I feel like that's a big part of it is, um, is being able to let your guard down with a complete stranger. 
Yeah, that's tough to do. That's tough to do. And you're a young woman. Yeah. Like, uh, that's what I guess I mean by when I when I say I always felt so protected. Mm -hmm. You know, I always felt like I could say what I wanted and people would respect what I said. Yeah. Because I that's where I started from. So. It was amazing to record with him. So Stu, we recorded there in the UK, and then he came to Canada, and we did some songs here. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. In the studio that we recorded. recorded oh, so how, on on which album are those songs on? It's the same four songs. So so. Oh, okay. We did a okay. bit there and a bit here. Oh, so oh, so you guys didn't fully finish them down there. No. Oh, no. Okay. Well, I mean, it was a part of the whole recording. Yeah, process. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I think. I mean, <laughs> again, I was so young. I don't Those really remember a lot. Days. But um, yeah, I've always. And then, and then I also remembered because he came to Canada and we went to Tim Hortons to mm-hmm. get um a box of. And now, for our American friends, <laughs> Tim Hortons is like your Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Right. It's got. I mean, coffee, Tim Hortons is in America too. Somewhere. But I don't think it's. I don't think it's very popular. Like, it's I mean, not as... when when I was in Buffalo, when I was in Buffalo, there's there was a few Tim Hortons, like, mm-hmm. and and Tony and I went and got Tim Hortons. Yeah, I, um, that's but, what I mean. But I think past Buffalo, Buffalo you're not going to find very much. Maybe, yeah. maybe Detroit. Yeah. But yeah, there's none in like fantastic. Nashville. No, well, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Just you know. <laughs> I wish there was a Chick-fil-A in Canada. Oh, Oh, and a mellow mushroom. It's a mellow mushroom. (gasps) Mellow mushroom. Well, you know how I love pizza? Yeah. So it's a pizza Oh, I remember. Yeah, you told me about that place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one down on Broadway, and I had the the pizza. was amazing. Anyways, that's quite We're foodies. Well, I mean, we're not foodies. We just like to eat. (laughs) Yeah. So. Um, Yeah, so. What so, I remember about him being here in Canada yeah. was when we went to Tim Hortons, got the Tim Timbits, and he said, "What are they called?" <laughs> We're like Timbits. Would you like a Timbit? <laughs> and then he goes, "I'll always remember this. What is it, Tim's Bits?" <laughs> It's like it's like it's like the inside of a of a, of a donut. <laughs> Tim's bits. <coughs> That's hilarious. I thought that was so funny That's because hilarious. I've never I I just I was eighteen and I always thought that like I Tim Tim bits were normal. Like I thought they were like, oh, a everybody does global thing. Half the questions that people are probably going to be sending us on the socials are going to be like, "What are Tim bits?" <laughs> <laughs> So what is a timbit? You want to explain? It is kind of <laughs> what you know, is a timbit? Well, well, no, like I I know what a timbit well, is. Well, it's but, like the inside of it. But donut. you know what? That is the perfect explanation. No one's ever explained it that way, and that is the perfect explanation. It is the inside of a donut. <laughs> exactly. Like that is the perfect explanation. Yeah. Thank you, Stu. <laughs> I know. Tim's bits. And then when so when Elton John came down here for a dinner concert, you Not, got to watch it. Yes. I got to to uh, watch it sitting right in the sound booth where his sound engineer sits during the concert, and he had the huge board and everything. And and that's yeah. probably where it sounds like the best, eh? Right in the middle. It's right in the middle. Yeah, it was amazing. It sounded awesome. And then we got we got a a hat that said "The bitch is back," 
They got you a hat that said the bitches back? Because that's what one of his songs is called. Oh, okay. And I was like, yes, this is perfect. That's awesome. I need this hat. Um, again, you know, I was 18. Just spoiled. <laughs> Just spoiled rotten. Hey, let, let's, but, let's, um, cause your, your, your label also sent you to a 50 cent concert. Yeah. With a did. bunch of your friends. They hired you a bodyguard. I and... got a bodyguard for the night and a limo. And then all my friends, we got to go to the 50 cent concert. Rihanna was the opener. Um, oh, really? Yeah. And she was like. A little kid, like almost. You know, I remember she, like, she used to play in Belleville back when we were teenagers. She Rihanna? used to play in Belleville. Yeah. Really? Yeah. At Matt and fucking Joe's. Oh, really? Yeah. Remember Matt and Joe's? How? I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. This was like way, you know, we're yeah, talking so like I was probably 18, 19, too. When I saw well, low, her. Probably, probably earlier than that, too. Yeah. When I saw her, it was at the stadium at that point. Hmm. Um, and then, yeah, 50 Cent came out, and we could, like, feel the bass, like, in our chests. It was, That's like, crazy. so loud. Fitty. And then we had a really cool suite and buffet, food. Oh, my God. I was really spoiled. Yeah. You know? And we, we, we should make a full episode on your whole entire years as an independent artist. Yeah. Uh, or signed to an independent label, sorry. When you were fifteen, I think I think that'd be a cool episode too like, to, to to really dive into it and give the people the um uh just just kind of the 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 behind I don't want to, I keep saying behind the scenes but kind of the the input you know what it's I mean like that, the that, full foundation yeah that yeah at this point exactly and, and it's the reason why I why I kept going in my career yeah because when I was so young. I was do I I started off like so well treated and so like they put me on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. Um so I so I just always thought from a young age that, that this was what I was meant to do for my life. There was nothing else I ever wanted to do. Like yeah. you know, it's like it's like getting in the NHL. It's like playing a game and you're yeah. getting paid to do it because you love to do it. And that's, that's what one of my close uh, family members said to me the first time my song got on songs got on the radio. He's like, you know what, Bree? Well, you just made it to the NHL. (laughs) That's a pretty cool way of explaining it. Yeah. So, so I feel like because it was ingrained at me in me at such a young age that I could do this you That's why with it. Yeah. I just continued, even yeah. when I left that label, and I had to do everything on my own and learn how to freaking run a business and market and this and that. And yeah. yeah, do it all. Find the money. Find the you know the right places to record at. The right people to record with. Like I was all of a sudden in charge of the whole thing yeah. because there was no other there was no other way that I paved myself at that point. Like this is all, you know, right. It's all, you know, I did. I got through school. Yeah. And this was my job. Yeah. And we're going to dive into that. Cause I think, again, I think it'd be really, really cool for, for everyone to really, you know, get all that. It's like, um, there's a doc. I think there's a documentary with Selena Gomez, um, Gomez on Netflix. And, And she, she said something in the beginning of it she said I had my first job when I was 15 and I was a kid and I just got to play and she's like so I just kept doing it and I was like that's literally 
how I feel yeah. about my life. Fucking Selena you know? Gomez. You know, it's just my career is at a different, just is in a total different level than hers, obviously, because she's huge. And Canada's a little tougher to kind of yeah. break yeah. through the whole scene, right? Yes, for sure. Um, oh, remember that showcase that we did? And the, yeah, the girl that won was Selena Gomez's like backup singer. Backup singer. Yeah, and that's did. why. Yeah. I remember she told a story. She was she was telling a story of when she went to record with Selena Gomez, but she didn't actually record with Selena Gomez. Right, is, she, right? Yeah. Like she she's just like, yeah, I got asked to go down this like basement studio with this guy. Right. It's like <laughs> and they put me in a booth and I recorded and then I left. It this was all done in Canada, but Selena Gomez was recording in the States. She's like, next thing I know, the song gets released and I download it. And it's like, oh, yeah, like they they used her. Tracks, they they yeah. use my tracks. Like, that's and crazy. that's the amazing thing about and that's why I w- I've been able to keep going with this music career because because of technology. I don't always have to be in Nashville when yeah. we do the recordings. Yeah. But, you know, you could just like send tracks back and forth now. That's like how it is. It's right? the new world. Yeah. Um. Well, that was great. I think, I think that was awesome. That was really, really neat. Yeah, it was a great... You know what I also wanted to say, because this was a really big um, way that I remembered the whole experience, because I love music so much. I use I use music as a way to remember things intensely, because I know exactly how I felt when I heard those albums, or when I... Because I throw myself into the words, and then... Yeah the whole vibe of the song would be my, my life, especially when I was like 15. Um, I was listening to during the whole England trip. Um, I think it was 17 or 18. I was listening to Jojo's first album. <laughs> um, what's that song? Oh, uh, it's not, it's a little too late, too little, too late. No, a little too too late. Late. Oh yeah, okay, I know that one. But she had another big song, "Get Out." Get in, get right now. It's the end of you. And Anyways, she's an amazing late. singer, and she really is. I remember literally, like when I listened to that album, I remember being in the hotel room in in the UK, and and how this this the phones sounded when they rung. It was like a like it was a really Sorry, weird. Sorry, do that one more time. It was like. <laughs> Thank you. Go ahead. And I was like, "What is that?" <laughs> Telephone. Um. Anyways, yeah that that album was like a big influence. But there, are, I have a lot of influence. Like Avril Lavigne was a big influence influence on me then, because I was in my teenage angst yeah, years. <laughs> yeah, and she was like anti. Oh, she was. You know. She. She's, I love. I do what I want. I freaking love yeah. all those albums. She's from Napanee. I, I was raised in Belleville, so <laughs> I basically know her. <laughs> yeah. Where does she live now? California. Oh, who the fuck knows? Probably. Is it, she's still married to Chad Kruger? No, I think they got divorced, oh, but I they? think they're still friends. Oh, good for is... them. That never works. But good for <laughs> it's them. just weird. Yeah. I've never been friends with any of my exes. I sure hope not. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh, that was really cool. I know that I know that we've talked about it before. Yeah. But I didn't know the thing about him noticing that when you were hungry. That's cool. That's a really cool little tidbit. <laughs> and also, we went to this really cool pub. Um, and and like 
over there in England, in the pubs, they all have wine. Like you order wine for the table. I was 18 and I was like, sweet, I get to drink wine over here. Oh, is it 18 there? Oh, it's, they don't even hardly have like an age restriction in the UK, in the Europe. Yeah. Um, So we got a bottle of red wine. um, And um, when I ordered my dinner, um, I wanted fish and chips. And they just call them um, chips. Uh, they called, you know, like potato chips? Yeah. They call them crisps. Oh, yeah. yeah. You told me this before. Yeah, and yeah. So that was like another. So potato chips like in a bag are crisps. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. So, and the fries oh, over wait, there are like huge, big, long like wedges. Like steak cut fries? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, at least the pub fries. that I was at that day. But anyways, yeah, it was a really. So, cool what was your favorite movie. food when you were down there? Um, I think I had the oh the Sunday lunch. It's like a high noon lunch. It's like a Yorkshire pudding oh, with like beef and gravy oh, and Yorkshire pudding with uh, mashed potatoes. It's like that kind of. Oh. That's very English, right there. That meal. And just all just topped up with gravy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, that sounds good. Yeah. You you know they, what's big in the states that I really. Would love to get big into myself. Mm-hmm. Would be biscuits and gravy. I love biscuits. Yeah, Ugh. we should make biscuits with gravy. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, but that I mean, it was such a crazy time for me, and um, I was I was really grateful for the whole experience. It was like I was becoming worldly at that point. Like I was learning from another country. Like, and I remember I went over there, um, called my mom. And um, I said, it's, it's noon. We're going to just have a tea. And she's like, you, you have an English accent. I'm going to have a tea. <laughs> I'm like, do I? She's like, yes, your accent is changing already. And you've only been there like two days. That's what happens when after you spent a month down in Nashville, you came back, you had this whole Southern drawl thing going. I'm I like, know. What the hell happened? Well, there's <laughs> just things that I say that, that sound more American. Yeah. Like, um, uh, Real quick, like just, yeah. just, just hold on, real quick. Like I find that little phrases like that, like um, I'm gonna go get a shower instead of have one. <laughs> Sorry, am I keeping you up? Um, excuse me, you yawned six <laughs> times while I was ranting. We gotta record these at night because we have a baby boy who's, who's <laughs> you know, who sleeps at night. This is when we do this. Um, so Bree, what did you think of our second episode? <laughs> I thought it was really great. So fun. Awesome. This is like you're learning all about me. Yeah, it's great. It's Thanks cool for me too. Yeah. Didn't yeah. I mean you did know but some tiny little tidbits you didn't. Yeah, I think it's awesome. So that's why it's really cool. It's like a personal, you know, right for both look. of us. Yeah, it's yeah. like a personal journey for both of us as as yeah. well as a listener. And if somebody wants to check out your music, if somebody wants to check out you know, what, what's upcoming in your career, music-wise, where can we find Yeah, BreeLawrenson.com. B-R-E-A-L-A-W-R-E-N-S-O-N.com. Um, but then you can just find me on TikTok, at Bree Lawrenson, uh, Instagram, at Bree Lawrenson. Um, YouTube, all my music videos are on YouTube. I'm everywhere. Google yeah, me. On, yeah, Google me. Google, Google me, me, bitch. <laughs> just Google me. <laughs> uh, we want to thank our producer Tim 
Tim runs another podcast, Beard and Board. Check that out. Um, Tim is the man who puts it all together and puts it up for everyone else to hear. So appreciate all your help. Uh, if somebody wants to email us, where can they find our email? BreeLawrenson.com. BreeLawrenson.com. The Distillery. The Distillery. If you have podcasters, if you have questions for Bree, check us out, BreeLawrenson.com. Uh, you'll be able to find uh, all of Bree's socials, Spotify, links, all that in our email to tell us what you thought of today's show. <laughs> Until next week, I'm out of tea. I'm Bree. And we'll see you next week. Addict tea and Bree.